generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Praise you, God. We honor you, God. We lift our hands in awe of you. You are God and God alone. You are God and God. Praise you, God. Simple song. Praise you, God. We honor you, God. We lift our hands and all of you. You are God and God alone. You are God and God. We pray. When you when you drove on the lucky expressway and it saw you through the traffic, we lift our hands and all you. You are God and God alone. You are God and God Spirit. 
to sing it loud enough. We praise you, God. We honor you, God. We lift our hands in all of you. You are God and God alone. You are God and God alone. Your tear, your rain, your everything. My king, my king, you reign. You mean the world. You mean the world to me. You're due, due. Your reign. You're everything I need. I king, you reign. You mean the world. You're due. Your tears, your right, you mean the world to me. My King, you reign. Your tears, your right, you mean the world. You're changing me. La bossi and the boca, la malele and the boca. Hey, you bolo surrande boli and belele, yobla calebro botali and brabosa. Hey, adoboshi and bolo bolo bosi and brabosa and brabosa.
Oliver, the one who's been due this year, the one who's been rain this year, has never left you dry. When you went through a dry patch, he came through. The river of life remained flowing freely in your spirit. Let's just glorify him in a minute. Pour forth your praise in your own words. Pour forth the praise in your own words. Been our joy, you've been the lifter of our heads. You've been a friend. You've been a governor, a way maker, a helper, a healer, a provider. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, our God. In Jesus' name, we've worshipped. If you know it's been your due, if you know it's been your reign, if you know it's been waves of assurance, if you're grateful for the gift of Jesus, somebody open up your mouth. Give a price. Give a price. Give a prize! Yeah, yeah, Look for three people, tell them, I'm grateful for Jesus! I'm grateful for Jesus! chapter 9 from verse normally we start people start reading from verse 6 but for context let's start from the second verse and read all the way to the seventh verse i would ask you to please read intentionally loudly and clearly um, so that we get the juice out of it look at somebody say squeeze that juice out of the word of god <laughs> Let's go out a count of three to one. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy louder. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil, for you have broken the yoke of his burden. And the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born. Woo! Unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father priest of peace verse 7 of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end upon the throne of david and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever 
the zeal the Lord of hosts. Somebody say amen. amen. This is very important. As I progress, we're going to look at Luke chapter 2. We'll take a look at the book of Luke. And I'll highlight a couple of things. But let's just say a brief prayer. God, we're grateful tremendously so for the gift of Jesus Christ. There is nothing we could have done to qualify to receive such an excellent, matchless, everlasting, transformational gift. Thank you for the joy of Jesus. As we engage the ministry of the word today, we will receive your light and illumination. Help us to see Jesus like we've never seen him before. Help us to absorb the spirit of your word, the power of your truth, and the joy of your spirit. That our lives will never remain the same again. From a premise not only of impartation, empowerment, and excitement, but also of deep-seated transformation that can never be erased or reversed. In Jesus' name we've prayed. So many of us have been to carol services, Christmas services. We've been to a Christmas party after party after. And you've been to all those places. And many times when they read the text, they start reading for, for unto us a child is born. Isn't that so? Many of us have never actually interfaced with the preceding verses. But you have to realize that you can make the most of a text without understanding the context. And to understand the context, you actually need to look at the pretext and the posttext. So that the meaning of the text can actually have weight and bear upon it. So for example, if somebody walks up to you and, and says, you know what, somebody just gave me a million naira. Or let's just put it this way. Somebody comes to you and says, somebody just gave me a hundred thousand naira. It may not mean so much to you, right? Until the person tells you that three days ago I was robbed at gunpoint. I was taken to the ATM with a gun to my head. They took all my money. They went to my house. They stole my television. Are you following this? They took this, that, and the other from me. And I was stripped and I had nothing. Now, if somebody comes with that story, does it add weight to the 100,000 or not? Because now there is a context predicated on a pretext in other words what happened before can help us appreciate what is happening now it can help us have greater weight uh, see greater weight in what is happening now and so whenever you look at the word of God and many of you have discovered sometimes when I try to read a text I'm like oh you know what let's start from the two verses before or the verse before that and that's because I want you to have a comprehensive understanding of what God is saying now the word here says unto us a child is born but that's not where it starts verse 2 says the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light it is difficult for you to see the joy of Jesus until you have first of all come face to face with the sorrow of the world. It is very difficult for you to appreciate Jesus as light if you do not first of all admit that without Jesus you're walking in darkness. He says the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. It's interesting how before you got saved you were walking. You were making certain moves weren't you? Before you got saved, you were a fine boy, they hailed you, people thought you were great, good looking, gorgeous, dapper and dynamic and all of that. But you were walking, but though you were walking, you were walking in darkness. 
In other words, it doesn't matter how handsome, beautiful, charismatic, compelling any human being is. If it's not walking in the light of Jesus, he is walking in. I need a more convincing response. He said they walked on in darkness. And when you're walking in darkness, can you walk so fast? If you walk fast, what's likely to happen? That's why a life without Jesus, even though it makes progress, it makes progress into damnation. It makes progress into error. It makes progress into failure. It makes progress into emotional hurt. It makes progress into weakness, into infirmity, into death, into devastation. A life without Jesus. He says the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. In context, it's saying to us that Christ is not just light. Christ is a great light. Can I just pray for somebody right now who's like, I feel like I'm walking in darkness. Maybe the year is ending on a dark note or I don't know what 2020 is going to be like. Because you are in Christ, you are not walking in darkness. Because you're in Christ, illumination is beaming upon your heart right now. Because you're in Christ, you're beginning to see clearer. You're beginning to see further. The gloomy clouds of depression and the weight of anxiety are being pushed away, rolled away from your head. You are seeing the light of God and you're walking in the light of God. If it's not you I'm talking to, it's okay to say nothing. But if it's you, say I receive. The next line says, those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death... Upon them a light has shined. What is it shine? What is it saying? In Hebrew parallelism, the implication is that the next line is a repetition or an affirmation of the previous line. So when it says the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and it says those who dwell in the shadow of death, what he's saying is that when you walk in darkness, you are dwelling in the shadow of death. Whenever there is darkness, death is not far. Death is not far. We cannot appreciate the life of Jesus until we first of all see the desperation and devastation of the human soul. Because one of the things that's happened in our generation is people get saved, but we don't tell them what they are being saved from. So everybody all of a sudden has BA in the University of the Spirits. BA in the Bachelor of Arts, born again. Are you born again? Yes. Born from what? Born from darkness into light. Born from what? Born from the shadow of death into the fullness of his life. So as darkness is dispelled by light, death is dis dispelled by light. Death is displaced with the life of God, the life of Christ. And it says that when that light shines, a couple of things happen. So the first thing is, when we're celebrating the joy of Jesus or the joy of Christmas, we must think back and reflect at the darkness and the desperation that we had before we got saved. Is there anybody who was in darkness before they got saved? And as you're thinking right now, you're remembering what you thought was wise, but actually you now realize was foolish. Is there anybody who just wants to thank God that whilst you were smoking weed or smoking pepper leaves or smoking pineapple spine or smoking cat fur, whatever it was you were smoking, in your mind you were feeling high, you were feeling on top of the world. Who am I speaking to? Is there anybody who used to lie and people hailed you for lying and you didn't realize that you, were, you had your twisted imagination, that your imagination which was supposed to be sanctified was actually twisted. Anybody who ever told a lie about the movie the watch that didn't exist 
Come on, anybody. Anybody who ever told people lies about their neighbor's house being their house because you were too ashamed of what your real house was. Anybody ever, who knows what I'm talking about. Anybody who ever told a lie about somebody so you could snatch their boyfriend. You were in darkness. You were in darkness. You were in darkness. The Bible says the people who were in darkness have seen a great light. But can I announce to you, the truth was not that you saw the great light. The first thing was that the great light saw you first. How do I know? Because the Bible says, those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them light has shined. So the truth about your salvation is that you didn't get saved when you were tired of sinning. You didn't give your life to Christ because you were too dead to live again. But that Christ saw you in the depravity, in the darkness, in the destitution, in the degeneration of your life. It was not the lost sheep that found the shepherd. It was the shepherd that found the sheep it is not the earth that looks for the sun it is the sun that shines upon the earth can somebody just take out the next 20 or 30 seconds to thank God that when you were too dead to come alive when you were too steeped in sin to find your way back when you were too lost in the labyrinth of lost to find your way back that the light of God came looking for you he says you dwelt to dwell means you were comfortable there to dwell means that you were okay there you admitted your home you admitted your habitation but all of a sudden the light of God came looking for you and that same light shone in the darkness and the desperation of your damaged soul and pulled you is there anybody who wants to give God praise this morning for the light of God that is shining I don't want it to be quiet I want it to be loud and vociferous light that is shining that has to be the fakest Christmas shout I've heard in a long time because some of us become so familiar with the light you see light doesn't mean much to you except darkness has really punished you so let's assume that you're working on this fantastic project that is going to give you a lot of income, a lot of influence, a lot of spread and scope to what God has called it to do in your life or in your business or ministry or sector organization. You're working on this proposal, you've been crack, cracking it out, you're racing against time, and then guess what? Power outage. And your laptop goes down. And there is no power anywhere, no diesel in your generator, no kerosene for your lamp. It is dark, and you have a few minutes to go. Then all of a sudden, light shines how are you going to celebrate in Nigeria when Nepa turns on the light or PHCN turn on the light what happens when the light of God dawns in our hearts what should we shout oh some of you are not getting it yet without this light you can do nothing he says I am the vine and you are the branches and without me you can do nothing in other words whatever else you do in the final analysis is nothing without the light of God now if natural people are intelligent enough to open up their mouths and rejoice when natural or electrical light shines how should the believers shout when they understand that the light of God has come 
so the people who walked in darkness they have seen a great light and so the reason I don't see sin anymore is not because of my willpower it's because I see clearer I see better I see further I'm not a goat anymore I'm a sheep I'm not a slave anymore I'm a son this is not about monitoring my spirit supervising my sexuality I've seen a great light and it changes my mind it changes my soul it changes my disposition it changes every part of me because I used to be insane but I'm now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if you're not sure that's your status keep on sitting down keep on looking sad keep on looking sober but if you know that it's a light scene somebody give God praise High five somebody say it's a light thing shout aloud and say it's a light thing it's not an IQ thing no matter how much your IQ is if there is no light for you to read you will fail the exams get that no matter how great your IQ is if there is no light for you to study you're failing the exams and if your IQ is low but you have sufficient light, even if it looks like you're about to fail, you can ask somebody because you have light to see. What I'm trying to say is that the arm of flesh will fail you. Your IQ will fail you. But the light of Jesus Christ dawning in your heart is going to bring a way when there seemed to be no way. You thought you had run out of options because you were in darkness. You thought you had run out of the way because they were, you were in darkness. But once the light comes on, you say there is still another way here. There is still another way here. There is still another way here. But the good thing about this light is that the light does doesn't just show you the way the light is the way the light is the truth the light is the life and when the light shines you can see your way clear you can see your way through you can see the bounties and the blessings of God somebody shouting yes read with me what's the next line after the light came what what happened there is a connection between light and multiplication. Even in agriculture. Yeah. A tree does not multiply its fruits until light comes. So light is a divine catalyst for multiplication. Oh my God. You have multiplied the nation and what did you do? What did you do? What did you do? I've taught you before that grace is a quantity. Faith is a quantity. Joy is a quantity. In the spirit, it can increase. It can multiply. Because the Bible says exceeding joy, exceeding grace. These are quantities. He says that when the light came, what happened? You increased the joy of the nation. When the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and has no sorrow, do you know that multiplication can bring sorrow into your life? That the multiplication of even the right thing can bring sorrow. Yes. Oh, come on, y'all. Yes. Yes. Because now you have so many clients, so many responsibilities, so many duties, so many assignments, and everybody's pulling on you. And the blessing of God that ought to make you excited is now, or rather in your mind, the attraction based on that blessing is now making you feel, you know what? 
But it said that when it's really the blessing of God and you're saying it's in the light of God, it does not reduce your joy. It increases your joy. Now, what is increasing the joy? The light. It is not the material thing. Oh my God. Because the reason a lot of people go into sorrow is because they now shift their attention from the light that shone upon them to the things that the God because the lights that are shining. Oh, come on somebody. That's where the sorrow comes from because Jesus said in this world you will have tribulation. Now the word is deep sorrow. He says you've increased his joy. Let's go real quick to the book of Luke. And then it says this rejoicing. They rejoice before you are come to the joy of the harvest as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. See how many times it's talking about joy that will come back here. But go real quick to the book of Luke chapter 2 and from verse 8. One of the things that God wants to do in this service is to reduce some, sorry, to increase somebody's joy. This Christmas season, you will not fake that joy. You will not form that joy. You will not try to be happy. If I right now joy is coming, it's being stirred up. The fruit of the spirit called joy is being stirred up. You know why I like the fruit of the spirit? You can pluck fruits, but the tree will grow it back. Oh, so you didn't get that. So somebody may have taken some joy from you, but don't worry, it's not a decoration. It's a fruit. I'll produce my joy back. I'll bring new fruit. I will bring it back. You may lost, I've lost some expressions of joy, but you didn't lose the seed of joy. And as long as you still have the seed of joy, you will rejoice again. You will shout again. You will dance again. He says, now they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by what? So you see the prophecy in Luke chapter, sorry, in Isaiah chapter 9 is a spiritual prophecy. It says the light shine in darkness. But when God is going to fulfill that prophecy, he even enters into the earth realm at night. My God. To tell you that this prophecy has spiritual parameters and natural parameters. So for some of you, you've seen Jesus as just your savior. But it's not just your savior, it's savior of your soul. It's also the Lord of your life. That means the light that Christ is is not just about your spiritual aliveness. It's that every part of your life will line up with the kingdom of God. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And what happened? What happened? You can increase the volumes because I was facing them. The glory of the Lord shone around them and they were. What did the angel say? Look at someone and say, don't be afraid. Some of you right now, you're thinking, I'm 29, I'm going to be 30 next year. I'm scared of my life. Oh, I plan to get married next year. So somebody will be calling me mommy. My life. Look at someone said, don't be afraid. Some of you, you're doing missionary map right now. And you can't find your location on the map. Look at someone said, don't be afraid. Some of you are writing master life exams in two weeks. 
And you know that if you score less than a certain mark, you're doing the whole six weeks again. Look at somebody say, Jesus is with you. But some of us, not all those things is about the nation. You're thinking about the nation. Said so this administration still has three years. This is a hard ministry. So y'all didn't get that. Hard ministration. Don't be afraid. The angels came, and what was the first thing? I bring you what? Or good news of what? The entrance of Jesus displaces darkness, but also brings. If you ever find yourself going through a season of sorrow, ask yourself, am I focusing on Jesus? But because the gift that Jesus is causes you to lose the right to be depressed. The gift that Jesus is strips you of your entitlement to self-pity. So you're all not getting what I'm saying today. The gift that Jesus is, the angel said, I'm bringing you good tidings of great joy. And this joy is not just for the charismatic or the Pentecostal or those who have memorized the Torah or those who can quote scriptures. He says that if there is blood flowing in your veins and you receive this gift of Jesus, there is going to be a turnaround in your life. He says it's, a, it's good news of joy. Now don't over spiritualize it. And say I'm joyful in my spirit but I'm sad in my life. No. This is potent enough. To displace the pangs of self-consciousness and anxiety. We're talking about Jesus. And he's coming as a gift. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. Unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given that son been given is a gift he's saying that jesus is not alone he's a gift when i give you a gift i'm not going to take it back from here some of y'all didn't get that if i loan you i'll hassle you i'll say where's my money but when i give you a gift i'm not taking it away from you this is the prison you rejoice because you know that jesus is here to stay that's why when i left the earth physically he said i will send you paracletus i will send you another just like me and this is where the multiplication is as well because when jesus was on the earth he was the only son of God but when he left the earth multiplied the nations according to Isaiah and increased in joy and then by the Holy Ghost he says the kingdom of God is not of talk but of power it's of righteousness it's of peace and joy in the Holy Ghost now the fruit of the Spirit is love peace and oh my god if there is no joy in your life check your jesus focus because as long as jesus is there it does not matter what nepa is doing it does not matter what lasma is doing it does not matter what hiv is saying it does not matter what failure is saying as long as jesus is there there is joy in my life all of you who are not joyful i understand you can keep on sitting down looking dull looking straight but if you have the joy of Jesus can you shake the atmosphere with a dance with a jig with a holler with a shout 
joy. Joy. I displace every kind of weight. I speak joy. I displace every kind of burden. I speak joy. I displace every kind of failure. I speak joy. Joy. Let me teach a little bit. Remain standing. Why should you rejoice when the light comes into darkness? Why should you rejoice? Not just because the light has come, but because this light is strong enough to reverse the negativity that happened when you lacked light. Look at somebody say, it's not just the light, it's the lighter. How do I know? He says that I baptize you with water, but he that's coming after me, I do not even have the power, the right, the qualification to undo his son. He says he will baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. Does fire have light or not? That means everything I did when I was in darkness, this light can travel back. Mm. My God. Because this light is eternal. And that's why it says, if any man be in Christ, he is not a refurbished creature. He is not a tokumbo. Ah, yabata. He is not a product that has been touched up by cosmetic surgery. He says he's a new. In other words, I did not exist before now. He says the reason you rejoice is all the mistakes that you made. Every error. And by the way, this is not just about salvation and redemption. It's also about one face of redemption and another face of redemption. What it means is the mistakes you made when you had limited light. When you have new light in your walk with God, he empowers you with wisdom to gain restoration of our lost ground. Hallelujah. Oh, is somebody hearing this? It says to all of you, for there is born to you this day. Where's my keyboard? To you this day in the city of David. Eh? Tell me. A what? Who is? The anointed one, the owner, the possessor. And verse, the next verse, let me skip that. Suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace. Jesus is a sign that God only has good intentions for man. Goodwill. So for those of you who have been thinking, maybe God is planning one bad thing for me somewhere. The way I'm seeing God, this year, God has been trying me. The way I'm seeing God now, 2020 will be tough. Is it peace? Look at someone say peace to you. What's peace? Nothing missing, nothing broken. There's total agreement with the word of God because in Isaiah chapter 9, he says he shall be called what? Wonderful, counselor, everlasting father. What else? Prince of peace. In other words, he's the principality of peace. He governs peace. He rules peace. He allocates peace. That's why Paul said grace and peace be 
this season, joy will multiply to you. Some of you are going to have joy triggers in the natural. I love that response. You know what a joy trigger is? Good news is a joy trigger. Good news. Good news. We're going to thank God for Jesus Christ. The best part of this light, the best part of this light is that the source of this light is heavenly. So nobody can turn it off. You know, if someone comes to your house and says the light switch like this, this space we're in right now, I know where the light switch is. I can tamper with the source because I can touch it. I know where the light switch is. Nobody knows where the switch of Jesus is. He is the switch. He is the cable. He is the switchboard. He's the infrastructure. He's the pipeline. He's the cord. He's the wire. He's the earth. He's the common somebody. He is shining from eternity. Shining in the brilliance of his majesty in the effulgence of his glory he is light unstoppable he is light unapproachable he displaces darkness dispels doubt can you celebrate Jesus nobody can tamper with the light is shining from eternity to eternity and is dawning in your heart somebody worship Jesus glorify him he's Emmanuel I might talk about that in the second service Emmanuel means God with us it does not matter who is not with us as long as God is with us it doesn't matter we need nobody else doesn't matter Nobody else need nobody else. We need nobody else. Need nobody else. Need nobody else. But everyone you send to us, we need nobody else. Except you send them, we need nobody else. Need nobody, buddy. Need nobody else. Need nobody else. Emmanuel, 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 
Let's say this together, Father. We thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your indescribable gift of redemption, of transformation. Today we receive the fullness of your love and your mercy. And your grace demonstrated in the birth, the life, 
the death, the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus Christ. We believe with all our hearts that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the price for our salvation. We confess with our mouths that He's Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, that our names are written in the book of life. We are transformed and changed forever. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Somebody say amen, 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 amen. Do you have joy? Is your joy increasing? Your favor is all around me. My joy. generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.